Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Christina Sappy, who is running for Pennsylvania State Representative. Have you ever had someone say something to you and it kind of knocks your perspective off kilter? That happened to me last week, and not in a bad way, but it's gotten me somewhat discombobulated. A friend said that I was becoming a convener at work because I like getting people together for lunch or for happy hours. And it's true. I like inviting people to get together and hang out. But I've never thought of myself as the one who gets the group together. As I've mentioned many times, I consider myself a hardcore introvert. So convener would have never been a word I'd use to describe myself. But when she said it, it struck a chord. Because she's not wrong. I know I'm not like changing who I am as a person. So how do I make that fit within my self-description? Well, without dragging you down my path of self-discovery, let me say this. Don't discount what someone says about you just because it doesn't fit within your self-narrative. The words we use to describe ourselves are often more unkind than the words we use to describe our friends. They may also be super old. (laughs) You may have been one way five or ten years ago, and come to find out, you aren't like that anymore. Allow yourself room to grow. Take some time to get to know present-day you. You might find that you like her a lot more than you thought you did. All right, well, let's just jump right in here. So, who are you and for what are you running? I am Christina Saffi, and I'm running for state representative in Pennsylvania in the 158th district. And where in the state is that located? Southeastern Pennsylvania in Chester County. So why did you decide to run? You've got a great history of working for the legislature, but now you're wanting to, you know, move into the position of actually being in there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great question. (laughs) I get it a lot, actually, because with things as they are, um, a lot of people just sort of find it to be so distasteful and are so disgusted and discouraged by government. So you know, somebody deciding to run is sort of throwing yourself into the fray and like, why would you do that? Um, but, you know, I have a pretty diverse background, you know, I've been go, going way back, I have a background in business. You know, I've also been a stay at home mom, a founder and board member of a nonprofit. And, you know, as you've mentioned, I've been working in the legislature as a chief of staff for folks in the House and the Senate for the last 12 years. And it's through that experience that I've had, you know, a front row seat to see just how dysfunctional and partisan the state legislature has become. And we're not proactively or uh, going after some of the things that are on the table right now. And this has been going on for so long that you just watch this year after year. Um, We balance our budgets by borrowing money. We tend to only balance or pass a budget in election years. We only do what's politically expedient. We don't do what's right. And we seem to have quite an aversion for innovation. So, you know, we make things harder for ourselves. And I just think it's time for a new group of people up there. It's certainly time for more women. Pennsylvania ranks 49th out of 50 states uh, for the number of women we have in the legislature. And I think more women would actually raise the level of debate and and, uh, collaboration up there. Why did you decide that this is my time. I'm doing this now. 
Um, for a lot of reasons, and it was it was not an easy decision um, because I loved my job and I, I loved serving the people of Chester County. I loved the people that I've worked with over the last three years. I think or last you know three legislatures legislative sessions. I think they've you know really captured what's important to the people here in Chester County and done the best they could to serve that. But you know overall the legislature is just dug in. And the majority right now, and, and the majority for the last 10 years, does not address those issues. And I sort of feel like, you know, it's, it's right time in my family. My children are grown. I think I'm ready. Uh, I think it's really time to leverage my experience and uh, put it to work for the people of Pennsylvania. Have you always been political? I've always been interested um, in government and politics. Uh, I think, you know, it goes back to I have a strange memory of watching Watergate hearings um, on television one summer and thinking, you know, being fascinated by that and wondering what was happening with my government. I knew that a lot of the adults around me were very uh, concerned about our democracy back then. And um, it's only gotten more and more interesting since then. So, yes, I've always been interested. What has the process of running for office been like for you so far? It's been a, um, a fast-moving train. Because I did make this decision late, I announced in February. Um, so that gave me you know, a short amount of time to get my name on the ballot. So we, were, we dove in with petitions right away. And um, it's been, again, a fast-moving train ever since, you know, putting together the structure, putting together you know, volunteers, and uh, getting everybody moving in one direction. So it's, it's been great, though. It's really exciting to see how engaged people are and how much people want change. Uh, it's, it's, it just you know, validates what I'm doing every day. What has been the biggest surprise about running for office? Um, I want to say everything and nothing, you know, I, I, because, <laughs> because I've watched this, uh, I've seen this you know, for many years, but it is very different to be a candidate um, even though you've watched, you know, candidates, I was always on the legislative side of the curtain, so I didn't uh, get terribly involved in in races. And if I did, you always had to do it on your own time um, for Pennsylvania ethics reasons. And uh, you know, with three kids in the house, I didn't have a lot of extra time to devote to races. So, um, you know, again, being the candidate and not being the the person behind the curtain is is different. I had, to, I had to get over that. I had to get over that. Um, Is that like a fear? But that you know, I had to get a comfort level with being the person in front of the camera. Yeah, that's got to be a complete like just mind shift from being the person maybe writing policy or like doing behind the scenes to being the person actually in the microphone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that's. I think that's it. And um, you, because this is such a, a fast moment in time you have to just you have to just do it get you have to get over it you you have um your campaign will not have you know that chance for success if you don't and i'm competitive so <laughs> <laughs> i got over it so why did you choose to run for this office rather than something maybe more local or even in the federal government well i think you know i've seen a lot of people just you know, hop in at a very high level right out of the box. And I think, you know, I know myself, I know my skills, and I feel that what I know the 
the best is our state government and how it works. I think, you know, I know how to navigate the bureaucracy and I, I think I know how to pull it apart also to work for the people. I know the people of this district very well. I've lived here for 17 years and I've raised a family here. So when you have five people under a roof um, and all of the diverse interests that they bring, bring to you, um, I just felt really qualified for this seat. Um, I don't, at, the, at this time, have any interest in running for federal government. I think it also, it's just a really, it's a higher level and it's, it's further away from the people, frankly. In my, in my opinion, I just think it's, the local house race is where, is a good place for me to start. Are you working right now or are you being a candidate for full-time? I'm a full-time candidate. Um, Pennsylvania House Democratic rules prohibit me from being on the payroll and being a candidate at the same time. So that was part of the decision process, obviously. So what's a typical day for you? Um, it's pretty packed. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, my campaign manager, my amazing campaign manager, uh, came from Emily's List. She's from New York, so she is living with us in our home. And um, so we have every morning what we call the powwow, and we review everything that has to get done, everything that's pending, and, um, and the schedule for the day and for the week. And again, it's, and now that it's late August, it's really packed. But um, it starts every day around 10, and then it goes usually till midnight. We... Um, after the powwow, you know, usually Monday through Friday, we have call time for fundraising. There's a lot of emphasis on fundraising. Obviously, these are half million dollar races. And then a, a lot of meetings with um, our stakeholders, with um, our committee people, our volunteers, our communications and folks like that. And then I'm on the doors. I'm knocking doors. And then we come back in and review. What's the biggest challenge you've faced so far? Um, I, th I think it would be finding some balance. And, um, you know, there's not an, a lot of room for balance in government work, period. And, and campaigns are just, again, such a snapshot in time that <clears throat> finding time to take care of yourself, you know, you frequently forget to eat. And in um, and, and this summer, this summer's been particularly hot and humid. So when we're knocking doors, um, it's, cha it's a challenge to stay hydrated. So um, I'd say, you know, that, that level of self-care, just to, you know, to keep your endurance going, it's, it's an endurance sport. So you have to uh, make room for, for things. And I have kids home from college this summer. I've had a lot of canine issues. I'm a dog lover and we have dogs in the house. And um, we've lost one early June uh, who had been with us for 14 years and we um, have another one that had to have pretty intense surgery also this spring. So, you know, real life continues and balancing all of that with the campaign is, you know, I'd say learning, it's been a challenge and we're, I think we're doing pretty well. So what gives you energy? Um, being on, <clears throat> excuse me, being on doors, talking to people, talking to the voters and, um, it's remarkable how great people are. Um, we, we just lose sight of that. All we hear is uh, bad news every day. We don't hear anything good. And when we connect with each other, 
there's such a power in that. I absolutely love it. I love talking to people of all political persuasions and they all have something valuable to say. And I think the thing that's so remarkable is how similar what we're all saying is. And again, there's so much power in that. It's just really, 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 um, I'm moved by it. I hear that over and over from, from candidates is that the thing that really they get so much energy from is talking to people and knocking on doors. And that's such an interesting idea that, you know, a couple of years ago, we wouldn't even think about talking to our neighbors like this, but now it's almost a sense of, you know, more community. Right. Right. It's, I've known, I've, there's a small uh, grassroots organization, you know, nearby here in the district that has, has been, has been doing this mm -hmm. um, in non-election years and found it to be incredibly informative and um, connecting, which is, I think, amazing that they started doing this. They just started going door to door, asking people questions and uh, trying to figure out what was important. And they've done a fantastic job and they've really engaged a lot of people by doing that. And they're not doing it as Democrats or Republicans or they're doing this as concerned citizens. And they've, again, done an amazing job and they're being very supportive of you know my efforts, which I appreciate. But um, yeah, I think that going door to door, you know, it, it is, again, that goes, it goes back into that somewhat daunting thing at first, you know, wow, I'm going to go talk on, you know, knock on the door of a 75 white Republican male door and who knows what I'm going to get. And I've received nothing but respect and um, kindness. I, I've had, you know, I've been, again, just moved by the way people uh, greet our campaign. So when you're out there, you're knocking on doors, what are the big issues that your constituents are concerned about? <laughs> when I ask that of them, they all sort of roll their eyes and say, where do I start? <laughs> so I'm going to echo the people of the 158th and say, where do you start? There's so much work to be done. Uh, I think we start with um, you know, the gridlock and the dysfunction, we move to gun violence prevention, a woman's right to choose is huge. A um, health care for all is an enormous issue here in this district. Um, you know, people are very concerned about having care, having affordable care uh, as they age. And, um, you know, this is an affluent, educated area, and yet this is one of the biggest concerns of the people I'm talking to. So, you know, will healthcare always be there? Will they be penalized, you know, for having pre-existing conditions? Will, will their children be covered? Will, will their adult children be covered? Um, or will they have access to coverage that's, you know, substantial enough without bankrupting them? You know, I, I think everybody sort of feels that they're one uh, catastrophic illness away from bankruptcy, and that's, that's a scary place to be. So, um, you know, the environment is also very close to the top. This is a, um, a rural suburban area with a strong equestrian and agricultural legacy. And we prize our open space and our exceptional value waterways. And we've worked very hard and to let our local and state officials understand that over the years. 
and they've done a great job to, to hear us and to preserve these things. And we want to make sure that that continues. And when we see protections being stripped away at the federal level and being forced down to the state level and the state also being um, unable to protect our environment as thoroughly as they should, people are extremely concerned and rightfully so. So environment and public education. Public education is hugely important. We have great schools here and we want to keep them. How can people get involved with your campaign? Um, we have a great website. People can sign up to on, on the volunteer page on my website. We've spelled out all of, all of the different positions available, internships, fellowships, um, everything from uh, donating post-it notes or dinner. I mean, we've, we have, <laughs> we have something for everybody because obviously, you know, people have different abilities, different, um, scheduling, you know, obligations and, you know, they want to help. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible to give them different ways to support our campaign. Do you have a way for people to help that aren't in your district? The same way we, um, okay. we push everybody to the website, which is Christina Sappy, PA158.com, and uh, you know, get to the volunteer page there and the donate page, obviously, too. And you know, we've been talking with folks constantly about the importance of getting many people elected, not just the person in your own district. We frequently talk to folks outside of the district also, and they say, I can't vote for you. And we have to help them understand that it's very important to get the person that you want elected in your district, but they have to have people to work with once they get there. So we need, you know, a cadre of folks to get in this year that will work towards a common goal and, you know, our collective priorities, I should say. All right. I got one last question for you. Mm -hmm. What is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office? Talk to other women that have run talk to women that have won their races, talk to women that have been elected for a little while, talk to their staff members so that you get sort of a full, well-rounded uh, view of what you're getting yourself into and that you understand you know, just how much time you're going to be spending on the race. It, this is, again, a full-time job. Uh, nowadays, it's the, and the fundraising and the um, you know, putting a staff together and what it's going to mean for your family and your, you know, the people in your life, you know, just get, get a good view of what you are getting yourself into before you do it. Because I think the less time you spend trying to maneuver those hurdles, once you've made the decision, you're flat out in the race. You've got a leg up already when you, you know um, what you've gotten yourself into and where you're headed. And, and you're bringing everybody along with you. That is great advice. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Thanks for having me. This is um, very interesting, and um, I hope it sheds some light on what it's like to be a candidate. And that's it for today. Big thanks to Christina Sappy for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at ChristinaSappyPA158.com. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. You can also help me out by rating She's Running on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't an Apple fan, you can find the show on Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you like listening to podcasts. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.